Have you ever thought about uh, bringing that back in every time you pull a funny? What, like a... <laughs> and that's what she said. <laughs> that takes too much manpower, man. <laughs> I mean, I could do it. Uh, well, you. we were in no fit state to do it yesterday, so. Oh. oh. Are you feeling better now? Yeah, clearly I'm, I'm back on the south. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. In fact, I think you might have planned this on purpose just so you could do it drink. later in the evening and drink along with this. I think this I think this episode's gonna need a drink to be honest. From me. I've got I've got a few, yeah. Have you? Yeah. You've got a you've got a I've got a glass of water. Lovely little glass a little, of water. There. Some Jesus juice, man. <laughs> um do you wanna explain why, why we weren't fit uh for air? Fair. Because <laughs> we have um we are men of many music tastes. Uh it's not limited to just metal. We do also enjoy a bit of campy pop music once in a while. Yeah, and but it's extreme, isn't it? It is extreme. Form of yeah, fucking KMFDM light on there. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, so we fucking hell, yeah, skinny puppy. Yeah, so yeah. We, we go Palestine. <laughs> so we insisted on staying up late the other night just so that we could watch. Allow Europe me to gym. interject. Late being midnight when it finished. Was that when it finished? I think it finished I just was, after. Yeah. Because you're not you're not to know this, but I'm generally in, generally in bed by about half ten every night. Yeah. So, but then you wake up at about half four a.m. screaming I did, <laughs> for the toilet. I oh did, fuck no! <laughs> I uh, yeah. So we ended up staying up until half twelve, and for some reason, alcohol. You and Eurovision just seems to go hand in hand. Yeah, to quite yeah. the extreme. I um, I hate fancy dress in all its forms. Yeah, when I, you say fancy dress, you didn't actually disclose what fancy dress entails. I did say. I told you. Did you? Yeah. For some reason, I don't know why. I think I must have blotted it. Um, out. I I dress in all camo. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just something that's evolved. It's not over a fucking ruction show. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that's evolved over the years, and um, over the years, yeah, specifically to do with the. So Eurovision it might have started context. with like shorts, <laughs> and then evolved. I once had a camo shirt and a okay. camo bucket hat. It started with there. a patch, and the, the the fundamental intention was to get me on screen. Um, by contacting Graham Norton uh, and berating him for <laughs> hours and hours and hours on end, saying, my name is Tom Watson. <laughs> I love Eurovision. Can you please show this picture on tonight's performance? And it hasn't happened yet. No. <laughs> so, is the next step a paintball mask? <laughs> the next step's going to be just a camo flag <laughs> with, a, with a hammer and sickle in the middle. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, what was your... Uh, what you was my any, verdict? Yeah, what was your verdict on that? I can't believe that the Czech guys didn't win. I loved Malta. Malta was amazing. No, that was awful. The Chameleon The, the Chameleon, no, oh, was rubbish. I loved it. I liked oh. the second one that no one seemed to like, the operatic what? one. Oh, right, not the friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. Which no, I did like... I did a little bit incest. I did enjoy that. I did enjoy the friend of a friend of a friend. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't take that one. No, it was good. What was You're the, wrong. What was the English rapping about? Yeah, I wanted to bring that up because now I... Oh, wait, I've got a cat in front of me. Now I understand how Scottish and Irish people feel 
when you do an impression of their accent. Because uh, I feel genuinely attacked <laughs> by, by the by the atrocious, I assume East London accent. I was fucking that he was yeah. Trying I was to do. triggered. Yeah. I was like, why are you reminding me that Kate Nash exists? <laughs> I've met Kate Nash. She's actually yeah, she seems really nice. She's very good in what's uh, uh Gloss. Oh. No, that's a band. Gloss, yeah, the band. Yeah, <laughs> um, that posse uh that posse band. Um Although oh. I did look into that guy from um No Glow. Gloss is uh, Glow. Glow. Glow, by the way. Um no, I did look into that guy from the Czech uh the, the Czech band. And apparently his justification for his accent was apparently he spent a month in London in 2005. Is that And it? that's where he picks it up. Yeah. It, I'm assuming they don't have Uniqlo in Czech Republic either because he kitted <laughs> out his whole team in that stuff. It's, it's so cheap. <laughs> However, I think, um, I think the real standout was probably Madge. Yeah, she won, didn't she? She won the night. She won. America she won, won Eurovision. Yeah, with her muddled political. Was that I? Because I was like, she's not going to say anything. Like, oh she, God! The the pep talk that she gave everyone was just excruciating. Just something about unity. Yeah. Something about coming together. It was abysmal. Um, and also, she should learn from experience. She's been in the game for a few years. Yeah, she's been. She's old. Please. She's fucking old. Get rid of the. Fucking stairs. Uh, yeah. Like you are gonna I can hear her creaking. <laughs> You're gonna put your hip out. <laughs> and I'm then we're gonna old shame the shit out of yeah, yeah. Madonna. Well, There's apparently, nothing that you can do about it. But according to uh Bobby Gillespie, she's a total a prostitute. prostitute. <laughs> a fucking filthy whore. I didn't know whether he meant that she she's prostituted her career to trend and clout chasing or whether she is actually a lady of the night <laughs> i like how he did put a little caveat on it though saying that he had no problem with yeah. actual prostitutes yeah she's a total prostitute oh i don't mean because everyone's <laughs> getting in the sex workers corner at the moment um and quavo looked like he didn't know where the fuck he was um sort of is that the guy who was the rapper. I have no rapper. idea who that was. Okay, don't worry about it. I'm, um, I'm white as shit. There's yeah. no way I knew who that was. Uh, he just came on like, why am I dressed like a fucking gay Satan? Um, I've got to tell you something that happened okay. to me um, on the tube uh, this morning. And I know commuting stories is about as fun as visiting a fucking abattoir. <laughs> but uh, something pretty gnarly happened to me. Uh, this morning on the tube. Uh, it was peak time. Got on the okay. tube. Uh, I like to, I'm quite uh, a slim fellow. So I like to snake my way into uh, rather awkward uh, positions on the tube uh, that would make me comfortable, but other people around them mentally uncomfortable. Uh, anyway, I, um, I got on the tube and it was very busy and I got into the aisle and there was a girl behind me. I think she was about, she looked, she was about mid twenties or something like that. And it was busy. So she was occasionally knocking into me, but, uh, it's London. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, that's just etiquette. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, um, we got to Liverpool street and as literally as we rolled in, um, she pushed up against me and I thought she, um, don't laugh. It's a bad touch, mate. Do you want me to get the doll out? Oh, you're going to point to You're going to eat your fucking words oh, when no. you hear about this, you twat. <laughs> um, 
So I thought she was just trying to squeeze to get off. Okay. And then she suddenly collapses on me. I turn around and go, oh, shit. <laughs> um <laughs> She said you to do <laughs> scream in someone's ear and see if yeah. they're alive. Is she okay? Sick. Sick. <laughs> no, um, so she collapsed on me. So I said, oh God, I turn. And she was basically, she had basically fallen on top of me. Um, so I stopped her from falling to hit her head and she collapsed straight to the ground. I moved out the way and she was having a seizure. Oh God. Yeah. Um, so I looked up at everyone that was standing, just staring at it like a polite British person would do. And I said, <laughs> can someone please hit the alarm? And suddenly for no reason, 20% of the tram, as soon as the doors open, just fucking bolted out. Like, <laughs> Out of sight, out of mind. I'm not dealing with this. But it's stupid because the, if they're Were waiting, you one the, of them. No, I, I was. I was stuck. No, I was. I was. I was next to her, and I was looking up at people. Think, can someone hit the alarm? And all I hear throughout the tram is people whispering, going, "Can someone hit the alarm? Can someone hit the alarm? Can someone hit the alarm?" Like as if it's fucking a game of Chinese whispers. And suddenly, did you? Uh, that's racist. Did you? Oh, well, yeah. Well, then Keanu Reeves comes on and says, "Everyone." be cool there's a bomb <laughs> on this tram um so yeah and i was like can someone please hit the alarm she's having a seizure and suddenly everyone decided to mirror my frustration by going yeah someone hit the alarm someone hit the alarm I'm like she's having a seizure hit that alarm now i can't move so someone finally with earphones in looked up from his phone acted like he didn't know where the fucking doors were and then looked up going, oh, this alarm. And I was like, yes, hit the alarm. So they hit it and then TFL came and uh, tried to help her out. Uh, she she was like convulsing for like four minutes straight and he, okay. the guy on TFL was like, uh, we should try and get her off. And people yeah. were like, no, don't get her off the train while she's <laughs> having a seizure. Anyway, uh, she went blue. Uh, oh, um, Jesus. I know. I was like, fucking hell, is this where my theistic uh, node suddenly just like comes in and I become <laughs> like quite pious? And I'm like, uh, bless you, my child. Enjoy your afterlife. No, she got off the train after a while and she was, uh, she was fine. She was indifferent. Yeah. She's like, it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's seen a big strapping young podcast. She saw me. To, um, yeah, she saw me in front of her going, She's Hello, like, she's like a- I heard you, like, I was sensory yeah. deprivation, but I heard yeah. you. You have a really good voice. She should she, do something with She that. looked up at me and she said, if you were so fucking bothered, why didn't you hit the alarm? Yeah, why didn't you hit the alarm? <laughs> because I was, I was stuck, cradling I was stuck her behind her, man. I was, like, <laughs> I was literally cradling her. And then Just drop that shit was, like a sack some, of potatoes. Yeah, you're right. I'm the bad guy in this. I gave her the seizure. <laughs> fucking arsehole. Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> welcome, everyone. To the, on that bombshell, welcome, everyone, to the X and Ferris podcast. Uh, podcast all about heavy metal. My name is Matthew, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Tom Watson. I was just... Uh, Paramedic Tom Watson. <laughs> Hero just, of London Tom Watson. I also just had a pang of fear because I couldn't find my bag that has beer in it. <laughs> just she fucking you. stole it off you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so, all some elaborate ruse. Yeah. Which brings to the uh, question why you have beer on you at nine o'clock in the morning. Well, <laughs> well, I'm always trying to find creative and inventive ways of uh, hitting rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is where I'm as well. This is that. This is literally the product of it here. Like, if anything could be lower, it would be. We'd, it would probably be a GoPro filming us 
it. And that'll be it. And it would have to be a fisheye lens as well, just to make it worse. <laughs> yeah, let's do some uh, some new stuff. Okay. So I think I'll go first with this one. We'll, we'll set. How many do you have? One. One, okay. So... Uh, three men have been arrested for allegedly stealing guitars from Lamb of God yeah. while the band was on tour supporting Slayer in Phoenix earlier this month. The three men, uh, William Widener, 62, Michael Blakesley, 51, and Justin Peterson, 34, were arrested around Wednesday, May 8th. All who, all whom have this fucked up, crackhead-looking look about them. Uh, I mean, it's, you know... Innocent until proven guilty, but... Well, not when you have people's guitars. I'm not one for profiling, but in this case, I'm going to I'm gonna. Are go you saying it. that they fit the part? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. The free guitars were stolen from Lamb of God's trailer on uh, Thursday, May 2nd, between midnight and 4.30 a.m. Phoenix police detectives located one of the guitars for sale on an online app, uh, whilst another suspect attempted to pawn one of the guitars off but was turned away. Where, where did he put it? On Craigslist or something? Uh, I think it was on uh, Cash Tinder. exchange. <laughs> uh, Swiping right for that. Through the course of the investigation, detectives have uh, identified and located three suspects. Uh, however, Randy Blythe, uh, singer and manslaughterer, chimed in to uh, offer oh, his... <laughs> fuck. Bloody We're going to have to we, uh, edit that out. We are going to need to employ no, it's fine. solicitors. Here, yeah. <laughs> My dad's a financial advisor, but that's about as far as it goes in terms of our protection. So Randy Blythe chimed in to offer uh, a measured opinion on the man in the comments section of Hatebreed's, uh, Hatebreed frontman Jamie Jaster's Instagram post about the crime. Uh, in it, he wrote, well, I must say that their uh, um, aesthetic doesn't look surprising to me. He can't really talk. He's not a particularly spring... Chicken. Yeah, spring plump chicken corn, ready. Corn yeah. chicken. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, you're right. It is a bit... Um, it is it's a, a bit rich. Yeah, it's very rich coming from from him who <laughs> spent the majority of his life completely... Behind bars. Caked out of his head. <laughs> Uh, but he continues, but on a 100% serious tip, these men are innocent until proven guilty, and I hope they're given due process and a fair trial. Then whatever <laughs> happens after, then whatever fair happens trial. after, I hope they get some help. That one alfalfa-looking dude needs a sandwich and about a week's worth of sleep and a multivitamin. Oh my God, he's Jesus. looking in the mirror. Hashtag drugs kill. Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah. Hashtag drugs slash I kill. Yeah, so some sound and nurturing advice there. But oh, we shouldn't take the piss out of Randy Blythe, actually. Yeah. But maybe you can give him some tips on the inside. Like, what do you mean? Well, you know, like prison workouts. and Me? No, him. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he was in there like... long enough. Yeah. Um, he would have picked put, up some things, wouldn't he? If you put Blythe up against three other looking, uh, three normal unknowns uh, with any accusation. Which one's the third? In a lineup. I think people are just going to, like like a magnet, automatically just <laughs> point directly at him. So it was him. You don't know what it was for. It was definitely, definitely him. Definitely him. <laughs> uh, so it has... I've never... I've, I always hear these horror shows about people getting broken into. Sorry, people's vans getting broken into. Yeah. Um, it's, it's happened to you. Uh... No, it hasn't. Didn't it? Oh, no. you you crashed your van. Uh, you were in a crash. 
I didn't crash my van. Someone did. Someone fuck up your van. I fucked up my van, so we were driving. And it was a rental, the, right? We, yeah, no, we, Just to no, we owned it. We were driving down the A1. Um, for anyone who's not from the UK, the A1 is the A1 road. It's yeah. the biggest road it's, in the it's UK. It's not the first record by Or is a. M1 bigger? Fucking you don't drive. I've, I've got a provisional, dickhead. Oh, do you? Yeah. You fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for telling us that now. Um, so we were driving down the A1 at about 60 miles an hour in this uh, renovated... Wasn't everyone in the van tweaked out their post- mind? Yeah. Uh, one of our... one Well, our singer at the time was um, eating... I think it was Cocoa Pops mixed with beer because we didn't have any other liquids to mix it with. That's disgusting. It is fucking grim. Uh, but as we were pulling into a lay-by, and obviously on a um, national speed limit <laughs> national speed limit uh, road, you driving about 70 miles an hour trying to pull into a lay-by, you're going to be moving at some pace. Only as we were pulling into it and there was already a car parked there did I realise that the brakes didn't work for shit. So I had to use the uh, the handbrake and kind of almost do a bit of a skid into it. Like literally just... Like a glove. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was spectacular. But I, like, what, 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 fuck, what was their name? The band from Leeds. I think they're from Leeds. Um, they just got broken into recently in America. Oh, oh, oh shit, yeah. Um... um Oh fuck! That's well, really that's going to help, isn't it? Just yeah. snapping our fingers away. Oh fuck my life! Who was it? Oh, I'm not. Am I gonna, really going to type in Lee's band Van Van Stolen? Oh, was it stolen? Or? Uh, sorry, I'm I'm hourly. So if you can uh, if you can keep this going, uh, we're gonna fucking we're gonna fucking kick ourselves because then it's not a particularly original name. Uh, Limehouse Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> God, this is this is gonna take forever. So uh, I, I can't remember. But they were broken into, and you always yeah. hear you always hear bands that in America really get broken into. Fucking piss me off. However, I've taken it out on Coventry once. I can. I'm also gonna take it out on Hull because we did play at the Ringside in Hull once. And as soon as we parked our van, as soon as we got out of the van, closed the door. We were standing next to the van. Higher power. Higher power. That's yeah. it. Thank you. As soon as, as soon as we was like standing next to the van, we were within earshot of someone talking about it. Fucking free skinhead dudes just walk up to the van and just start like putting their hands against the glass oh. and like looking through. And uh, yeah, fucking Hull, you're the next on my list after Coventry. <laughs> so. uh, it's those fucking NSBM bastards, isn't it? Are they all from Hull? Nah, they're just. They just like fans, don't they? <laughs> Squ- they like squatting, don't they? Yeah, it's a phase. <laughs> yeah, it's a phase. <laughs> uh, anyway, <sighs> this is a phase. I'm shaking. Chatter. Uh, <laughs> so it hasn't been a very good week for Over. Have you heard about this? Is this them cancelling? Yeah. Yeah. So they've cancelled their entire tour. Um, another band did that. Um, I can't remember who oh, there was, was, but like it was. There was another black metal band as well. It was like a whole tour of yeah. like four bands that everyone was really waiting for, 
and just no one bought tickets for. Yeah, I was trying to find who, like exactly who it was. It was based in Europe, wasn't it? It was like a huge tour. Yeah, so everyone was super excited about it. Yeah, and then it just last minute got. Comp- I don't even know why for that one. I think it was ticket sales again. Or Dude, just Jesus. they always say logistics, but I don't know what that entails. Whether they've just got some fucking idiot. Oh, it's funny because, together. Yeah, because um, over the way how they justified it. Um, they had, they didn't come up with an excuse. They were like they brutally. They were brutally honest. Uh, they were so upfront about it. Um, basically, they they did agree it was the lack of pre-sales uh, that was troubling, and they couldn't afford all the expenses on um, coming to the US to play to empty venues. Apparently, which is quite interesting. Being I don't over. think they would have been empty. I, I think, think they, they probably would have been, would have been like half full. Surely, yeah. Yeah. Like, depends where they're playing. If they're playing Madison Square Garden, <laughs> maybe not. Um, so I'm just going to read basically verbatim what Olver have said uh, about cancelling their tour because it's kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, it's really sad, but some of it is really funny considering it, it is a once black metal neo-folk uh, band which has ultimately become some kind of synth-led uh, cold wave project. Um so, uh, are you going to do it in the accent? No, I'm. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm really not. Um, so, I think they addressed it on Facebook first, and uh, the title of it was "The Swallowing of Pride," um, which is a great album title. It should probably be their next <laughs> album title. Um, it says, uh, we, bec- uh, we come bearing difficult news. After many frustrating phone calls and deliberations over the last week, we've decided to pull the plug on our upcoming US West Coast run. Modern media protocol suggests we trump up a reason other than the depressing reality. Pre-sales are too modest up against the rather big risk given the size of the production and the venues. We feel we just have to be honest about all of this. We cannot justify going through all the things we need. This is the funny bit. Flights, okay. Nightliner, okay. Backline, okay. TM, tech, lasers, lights, (laughs) and so on. Lasers, lasers. Like... Over, if They're you're electronic with band it, now, aren't they? Yeah, even still, if you're struggling with it, like, just, if you worry about that, off. just fuck off the lasers. <laughs> Imagine if that was the only reason, actually, why they... This is absolutely it. instrumental. That's it's ridiculous. Um, it has left our promoters, booking agents, management, and now us a bit baffled, uh, <laughs> especially considering two full houses in New York in March. Uh, despite our problems getting laser permits... <laughs> It's the, the lasers. lasers. It's the lasers. <laughs> Despite our problems getting laser permits for those gigs, we think the trip turned out to be a success and we would like to take the opportunity to thank everyone who came to the Big Apple. Hopefully it will not be our last visit in the US. <laughs> uh, did we announce too soon after New York? Should we have announced sooner? Maybe we waited altogether too many years before finally making it across the pond. One can speculate, of course, but it doesn't do much good at this point. And finally, they close off with, uh, we feel it would be irresponsible to ignore the warnings and go over knowing that promoters and us will lose thousands upon thousands of dollars. Thousands. Uh, Money is an absolute drag, except when you have it. 
but also a stone-cold reality when it comes down to organising these things. We have to take it into account, unfortunately. We would like to apologise to all those who have already purchased tickets and who uh, were looking forward to Ulva America Part 2. Needless to say, your tickets will be refunded. Please know that this hurts hurts us all visas have been obtained paid and approved for everyone some flights and other things have already been booked (laughs) pre-production lasers uh, has been done and countless hours have gone into organization it hurts even more since it is the second time in the u.s third in our career that we feel we have no other option than to cancel finally and more importantly because we know many out there will be sorely disappointed this decision was not made with a light heart we are very, very sorry. Uh, of Ulva Oslo, May 8th, 2019. It's just the lasers, isn't it's it? It's the just lasers. Just put the lasers down. If anything, you can't just... pry it. You can take my lasers yeah. when you pry my lasers <laughs> from my cold, dead hands. If, if anything, this is just an indication that you should just play your old material. Yeah. Like, you never knew these lasers back of, then, did just you? Just a couple of pig's heads, really, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, and you can get that. You can get it everywhere around New York. Think of budgets. Yeah, so that's the news. Shall we? Um... Oh, well, I got one more. Oh, you've got one more. Yeah. Uh, so they're coming back up again because we brought them up on our first episode, and Tom got a bit fidgety about the news segments for a while because we were covering too many new metal bands. But I was like, the news is the section for taking the piss, oh, yeah. and they are the clowns of metal. Oh. Wait, what are you going to go? Where are you going with this? So on May 16th, Slipknot announced the release date of their sixth album, We Are Not Your Kind, with mm. the first single, Unsainted. We Are Not Your Kind. It sounds a bit nails-ish, doesn't it? We Are Not feels Your a Kind. Bit, feels a bit yeah. exclusionary. Uh, which will be released on August 9th via Roadrunner, will be comprised of 14 tracks. It was once again recorded at uh, Los Angeles Studio with Greg Philbin, who engineered two of their previous records. Uh, following the release, uh, sorry, following the release, Slipknot will embark on the Knotfest Roadshow with Gajira and Behemoth. Uh, the first single... Really? Uh, what yeah. a lineup. That's a bit weird. Gajira. And Behemoth. It makes sense. Yeah, and Behemoth, of course. Can have Nurgle doing his uh, doing his hot yoga all over <laughs> all over North America, He's whilst very... making some very very weird and um, suspect posts on his Instagram. He is very sexy, though. He is. He's a good looking dude. He's very uh, good looking. Yeah, um, I quite like to go to his sex club in Poland. Does he have one? He must do. Ish. Sure. <laughs> So this, yeah, the single was accompanied by a new music video directed by clown percussionist Sean Craner, which revealed the band's new looks and masks. Uh, Corey Taylor worked with new uh, worked on his new mask with special effects legend Tom Savini. Yeah, so his mask is it is shine. Has he got a widow's peak? He's got he. So it's his natural hair. Yeah, but, but then he, he he's made it look like he's balding at the front. I think that is. I think that's his head. I don't think so. Cause he's got a really thick head of hair. Well, I know he's an old back. guy. Yeah, but what is that mask? Because it yeah, just looks like you know what they put over Burns victims' faces, yeah. where it's like clear. Fuck. It looks like that. So that must have been the easiest paycheck for Tom Savini. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking like the last mask was like two masks in one. Oh, yeah, because he had the bottom bit and yeah. the top bit. And it was quite flattering. 
for this one. This one's not that great. However, it must be said that in that music video, there is a full lineup. So they do actually have two percussionists. Yeah, I've seen a Jimmy Kimmel live yeah. of them playing. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. It's it's yeah. not good. The song Chris, is Chris not Fenn's good. Chris Fenn's new mask doesn't look that good, does it? Well, is it Chris Fenn? No. That is the question. That's the question on a lot of fans' minds because I did read a lot of posts of people going like, look at the eyes. You can see it's his eye colour. It's like, how the fuck? How the, the fuck? fuck can you see that? And they were like, look, at his, look at his head banging from his, uh, from his body language. And I'm just like... <laughs> Belittled. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of getting kicked out of bands and concealing one's identity, that brings us uh, on to our main topic of today. Yeah. Which is going to be a difficult one because I feel like we're probably going to come back to this at some point in the not too distant future because it seems like new shit is coming out. Yeah. On the reg. It's it's so interesting. It's basically the neighbours of the black metal circuit. I felt uncomfortable, like, researching, researching it. I yeah. felt uncomfortable looking back at all the posts yeah, and just being... We'll we'll get on to our verdict, I think, yeah. later on. I think we should announce, if you haven't guessed already, uh, exactly who we're talking about. Um, it is a one of. Could you say it's probably one of the most popular and renowned contemporary black metal outfits to come out within the past? Well, ever since their existence in the past four years. I don't know whether I'd say necessarily popular i don't know whether i'd use the term popular because i have heard a lot of people criticizing them for being infamous yeah notorious yeah well known i think is yeah um i only really heard about them like the beginning of last year well not heard about them but listened to their first album which came out in 2016 i think was it 2016 i think it might they released that in 2016 uh yeah oh no actually they they released uh an ep in 2015 and then um they released um we're talking about Batushka, by the way. Um, yeah, both of them. <laughs> yeah. What is the plural Batushkas. for Batushka? Batushka. 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 Bukake. Yeah, they released Liturgia in December of 2015. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, like we said, we're talking about Batushka, pronounced Batushka. Um, it's the band's uh, Cyrillic name, which means father. Uh, and it's uh, used to address an Eastern Orthodox priest. Uh, it's the equivalent of an air monk in Eastern Orthodoxy. Um, so an air monk can be either a monk who has been ordained to the priesthood or a priest who has received monastic uh, tonsia. Uh, tonsia is what I have, which is a bald head. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's, you know, you know when they have that weird... Oh, the bald, bit bald, the... Where they, where, yeah, where they have the the monk's scalp, yeah, and then they've got their their crown is completely uh, baby buttocks uh, clean. Do you ever feel really proud about like when you know like what the name of a re- certain thing is that no one would ever look up? Always, like, everyone knows what it is, but no one actually knows the name for it. I used Always. to know what the thing was. You know, when you get like a coffee from Starbucks. 
and they put the uh, they put the the cardboard thing around it. Capitalist bullshit. Come on, man. Their their blonde blend is delicious. Thank you. Sorry, uh, we we need we need to shout out. Uh, I'm pro Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to know what that little cardboard thing was that they used to put around the um the thing so you don't burn your fingies. Cup holder. No, it begins with Z. Azaft. I think it's called Azaft. Is it? Yeah. Please don't. Look what it. a fucking. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Um, just to just to round up this air monk segment, <laughs> um, uh, when a married priest's wife dies, it's not uncommon for him to become a monk, uh, since the church forbids clergy to enter e- into a second marriage after ordination. That is, you've got to put all of your eggs in one single monastic basket, haven't you? Mm. Like you've got to get it right. It's a zaf, by the way. So. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad that I know that now. Um, so the group released their single um, uh, Yaktenya uh, 7 in November 2015, followed by uh, their debut album uh, Liturgia in December. Uh, both recordings were released through Witching Hour Productions, which we will get to uh, later on, uh, owned by the vocalist. <laughs> I like how you skirt, we're going to skirt around saying a lot of names today. Wrong. Yeah, poorly. We'll we'll give we'll give um, nicknames and whatnot. Okay, uh, so owned by vocalist uh, Witching Hour Productions, uh, Bartlemij Krasiuk. Krasiuk. Yes. <laughs> Bart. We'll just call him Bart. Yeah, we know. Everyone else knows him as Bart. Yeah. Um. So yeah, one of the leading distinctions with the band is their sort of hyper specific aesthetic and quite elaborate stage production um so it had a lot of religious symbology and pagan ritualistic regalia uh, it's quite commonplace throughout the genealogy of uh heavy metal in general so obviously one of the main um examples of that would be black sabbath and the crucifix uh, I think it was for their debut album in the gatefold, uh, which was then hugely misinterpreted by um, both the press and their audiences, their younger audiences, um, assuming that they were Satanists, which is almost like the polar opposite mm. of what Black Sabbath were. So that sort of religious symbology has always been sort of within the heavy metal spectrum. Yeah. Um, but the, the band Batushka themselves, they wear habits and Eastern Orthodox uh, schemas uh, during live performances to conceal their identities and their IDs we'll uh, get onto again later. It's, it's also that anonymity that sort of piqued consumer intrigue about Batushka and it's what gave them that USP um, sort of. Identities but there's of, so many bands doing that. Now, exactly. Right? It's, it's, this isn't like a new thing. No. And this is what really, again, is something in hindsight, having gone back to Liturgia. And I remember when that record came out, because I was doing a, a monthly column, a uh, metal column about new releases. And I was very excited about it. And the the anonymity part of it really did pull me in because everyone's saying it's a super group of uh, all these other acts. Uh, no one knows who they are other than very close circles. So it, I guess it harkened back to very early 
like early 90s black metal and the the word of mouth like how people used to communicate with each other in the scene and share things around mm. like from bands that they'd never heard of and stuff like that whereas this was members that you just didn't know who they were and yeah. it really did pull me in but it really isn't a new thing as you yeah as you and say. it's very it's very especially with them because they're all in the garb like where you have like was it magla Mugler, yeah yeah Mugler, 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 um who we're not allowed to like anymore either uh fuck you Mugler. and um and then also because i mean that like Batushka are very extravagant and they actually have like a theme and they all kind of stick to it. So it is mm. quite striking when you see it. The the other contemporary band that I think of, who I think do it, they do it slightly better now because they haven't been in this absolute bitch fight for the last however many months. But the other band that I think of is probably someone like Portal from Australia. Yeah. Who I have no, I can't find anything online about them. And I actually find the singers get up absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and that's another thing. Like I think it was the... I was trying to think what pulled people into Batushka, people from outside of even the heavy metal world, the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what drew them into... Like, the mainstream were so... Uh, enamored by them and there isn't really any record as to why people were so enamored other than the anonymity and everyone thought it was going to be i think people may have thought that they were going to be like in some variation the next most controversial band in the world Mm. um and maybe the reason for that well certainly to russia yeah well yeah i've got yeah um so first and foremost i think we should address the anonymity um mm. obviously their ids are now well known yeah uh, that concept's out the window now yeah exactly um but there was a lot of debate when they first came out as to who the members were um so one particular individual regularly cited as a founding member in the early inception of the band's existence is our good fan, our good friend, and he's not a fan, <laughs> our good friend, uh, Adam Nurgle uh, Darsky of anti-Christian group Behemoth. But he was involved. Well, there's only, there's, there's not, he's, he's not one of the inventors uh, of it. He, he was regularly cited as one of those members. He actually has nothing to do with it. And someone made quite an interesting comment about it is that, they were so convinced that Behemoth were Batushka. They said, the only way we can find out if, is if Behemoth are playing a show at the same time as Batushka playing a show and they're in completely separate locations. Um, so members of also uh, Mugler have been associated with the project. Um, in the last known lineup of Hum, I think that's how you say it, Hum. How do you spell that? H-E-R-M-H. Oh, yeah. Um, the guitar was played by um, Christoph uh, Drabikowski. Um, and he is obviously credited as the guitarist and bassist of Batushka. However, Christoph's story is something that definitely needs to be delved into a little bit more. 
uh, as we get into it a little mm. bit. So, in spite of uh, claims by others that uh, they may be a blasphemous and anti-Christian uh, band, uh, the group is pretty ambiguous about whether they are genuinely religious or not. Uh, the band leaves apparently leaves its audience to decide uh, what it is, whether it's black or unblack uh, metal. Um, so unblack metal. Yeah, that's that's what Christian black metal is. I thought that was white metal. It's a, which well, sounds I, even I've more heard, racist. I've heard unblack more than white metal. Okay, because all metal is white, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so audiences, uh, more specifically, uh, orthodox activists are fundamentally responsible for uh, petitioning to shut down Batushka shows on the grounds of blasphemy. The members themselves, obviously yeah. they have this get up of like orthodox. Yeah. Like, what, what, is their, what is their background and what is their interest in it? Is it just like a tradition or is it... No. Um, and, what, and are they religious themselves or is this just something that they're using as no, a means well, to... They, they like to keep that, keep stay quite cryptic about it. But yeah. the, the draw to it was uh, Christoph, the guitarist and bassist, and ultimately, I'll say it now, founder of Batushka. Um, oh, you're he, he, went, he went through um, a bit of a YouTube... I think it was YouTube. I think he went th through a bit of a YouTube um, deep dive uh, into um, Eastern Orthodox monastic chanting and that type of music. And then he was uh, scrolling through the comments underneath and someone said, this music is more black metal than black metal. And that sort of, that was one of the core inspirations for Batushka. Okay. Apparently. So that is... Um that's legitimizing the YouTube deep dive. Yeah, so what we're doing exactly. on a Saturday night when we should be out drinking, when we're just sitting there. Watching Eurovision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in April 2016, Russia's orthodox unit group, Rug. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> uh, essentially an extremist cult claimed that uh, the band is in reality the alter ego of Polish black metal band Behemoth, whose concerts were banned in Russia in 2014 due to the same activists claiming the members are Satanists. Uh, the members of the band are uh, unidentified, but are described as a group formed by members of other known bands. So this was a report that came out when their anonymity was there, was, was paramount to them. Um, so on uh, the 8th of April, I believe this is in 2015, uh, Batushka released a statement saying that despite having all the approvals necessary to put on the shows, uh, they decided to cancel the shows because they received threats from extremists affiliated with the Russian Orthodox Church, stating that they will beat up and even kill people attending both shows. I mean, that's orthodox. Some serious shit. What, yeah. what thing, things that go on in Russia? Yeah. Uh, the activist threats never materialised into criminal cases, though. Um, so it's, it's interesting because... Despite their ambiguity in terms of their religious leanings, if any, atheist or theist, um, the orthodox extremists didn't give a shit. They were, ju they were just desperate to shut it down, especially with the behemoth ties as well. Mm. Um, however, as expressed by the band themselves, the whole pious shtick is simply that, a shtick. Like, mm. Even devout Christians concur that it's not distinctly satanic or anti-Christian. 
what they're doing. Okay. Um, so one commenter wrote, um, as an Orthodox Christian, I'm not so sure this album is actually intended to be as blasphemous as people think it is to be. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> justify himself. What I'm trying to say is, <laughs> Jesus, uh, is one day the members will state that the album is not ironical or anti-Christian. The animation would not prove them wrong if explained properly. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Is that just a poor translation? Yeah. Uh, I believe that the inverted crosses on their robes are nothing but for shock value and or... It depicts, in fact, the cross of St. Peter. Um, have you read the lyrics? No matter what the band members so themselves say, their lyrics are without a doubt Christian. Uh, maybe they are all iconoclasts. Iconoclast. Uh, it was a movement within Orthodox Christianity as well. Uh, in some of the lyrics, they essentially quoted scripture, but replaced the word God with the word I, turning it from third to first person. I am not a Christian, but I would probably view this as blasphemous, assuming it's the correct interpretation. However, there is nothing I've found to be explicitly anti-Christian either. They apparently leave it up to interpretation. So you're neither here nor there with Patushka. No. I think it is, as I said, just a gimmick. It's just a bit of fun, isn't it? It's, it's just an a expensive fucking, gimmick. It's a bit of luck. Yeah. So following some regional touring, uh, touring uh, concerts in Russia and Belarus were also planned, but were cancelled due to the protests and death threats uh, mm. made against them. So they're very much a black metal outfit. Yeah. Like, they tick all the boxes of exactly. what you'd expect to come with being yeah. a black metal band. Uh, so in 2016, together with the behemoth, uh, with the behemoth, with behemoth <laughs> and Boltzer, uh, the group embarked on a concert tour in Poland uh, called the Republic of the Unfaithful. Uh, so in 2017, they performed, they performed at the Wacken Open Air and Brutal Assault Festival. Uh, and in October 2017, they were signed to Metal Blade Records. Uh, in the US. Uh, following all of this, however, this is where things start to go a bit awry Rescue if. For, for the group. Do you want to address So, I mean, there? I believe the kind of the rumblings of the trouble began around the 23rd of December 2018. Around? Yeah. <laughs> around, around the 23rd time. at 3am. <laughs> uh uh, so are we are we are we using their um are we using their nicknames? Yeah. So, so we got we've got we got Team Bart. Yeah. And we got Team what are we calling him? Durf. Durf. Christoph, basically. Durf. Um got so Team they Bart, are... Team Durf. It's it's like the Twilight thing all yeah. over again. Yeah. So they're essentially, just to address this uh, and confirm, they are ultimately Two fundamental yet opposing yeah. members of Batushka are Bart and Durf, Christoph. I, yeah. I want to call him Christoph because I feel like Durf is just sounds like... <laughs> um, so yeah, we've got Bart and Christoph. Yeah, uh, Durf. Ultimately, Bourbon at, at loggerheads with each other. Mm. So we got one who is the singer, who wasn't the original singer, apparently. He was he was kind of brought brought in later into the process of the first album. Um, and we've got the Durf. I'll, I'll continue to call him the, the Durf. Durf. It's fine. Who uh, like is Christoph, who is the, if anything, he's, he, yeah, well, we're, we're going to, we're going to go with the idea that he is the founder of the group. Yeah. 
Um, he is the guitarist and the primary songwriter of the band. Um, so on the 23rd of December 2018, Christoph from the Batushka Instagram account uh had announced that he parted ways with uh, vocalist Bart due to inappropriate behaviour on his part, and that there were attempts to make uh, my creation. Uh, sorry, and that there were attempts to take my creation Batushka away from me, uh, and that the upcoming album Requiem will not feature his voice. Yeah, and this was followed by so a week later, uh, the Instagram post was taken down, and a new post uh, stated that uh, Christoph was told earlier this month that he would not participate in Batushka's activities as we move into 2019, uh, and that any pages that operated by him were shut down based on uh, based on a claim uh, of uh, intellectual property and trademark ownership, yeah. which is a lot of litigious language is being used yeah. in this, almost to the point that it's really sullying the broth of, of this course. band for me. I, but it, I think they... They're given the gimmick as well, yeah. like given the image, yeah, and the expense, yeah. like everything about it has has become soured over the years. And like, I think mm. they were they were starting to fall on their swords from a very. I think maybe it's because of the attention, yeah, that had befallen onto them, um, befallen. Fuck it. Um, so I mean, even in Batushka's sort of early years. Uh, Christoph was saying things like, um, like, I think in like 2016, he was like, in the very rare cases where he was interviewed, uh, he was saying, the idea was mine. It all began while I was working on the music for my other band's new album. Uh, the riffs that I was trying to put together sounded nothing like I used to do before. Uh, they were more black metal in their core. At that point, I understood that I was going to uh, going to be in a totally different direction with this music. Um, I came up with the idea to combine those riffs with orthodox chants uh, because I'm inspired by, again, that YouTube comment regarding orthodox videos. Uh, the actual comment itself said, God's hymns are more metal than any satanic black metal music out there. Uh, which is... It's pretty male, bruh. Yeah, that's that's totally male comment, bruh. It's got, <laughs> like, loads of thumbs up. So the full, the full statement uh, from Team Bart was, uh, we'd like to address the statement published on the then Batushka Instagram last Sunday. Chris, our former guitarist, was told earlier this month that he would not participate in Batushka activities as we move into 2019. Uh, Chris was disappointed, but understanding. I don't think he was. Uh, we tried on multiple occasions to regain access to the Instagram page, which was solely controlled by Chris. Uh, we'd hoped that Chris would follow through with his promise to hand back control of Batushka's Instagram, but clearly was not the case. Uh, this prompted a claim to have any pages operated by Chris shut down based on intellectual property and trademark ownership. Rest assured, everything will be reinstated soon. Batushka is moving ahead with plans to release new music and begin a new touring cycle in 2000. 19 more news coming soon yeah which is interesting because it hasn't been in the grand scheme of things and when i think about the process of writing a new album it actually hasn't been that long since this happened no not at all and both projects i understand why chris's batushka would have something done and ready but 
this Bart. other, yeah, Bart side. I find it very interesting that they have something ready to go yeah. in this short amount of time, which I believe Christoph has mentioned that there were, he did have suspicions that for quite some time he was being ousted out of the yeah. band. It's weird because um, in a recent interview, uh, Christoph said it was mainly about Bart that uh, when all the songs were recorded, I think this was for either Liturgia or the interim between Liturgia and whatever they were working on as a unit at that point. Um, I coincidentally met Bart in some local club because Lek resigned from the project, who was one of the, I think, original voices, and he just couldn't, he couldn't hack the sort of creative process mm. that's not an insult to christoph either I, I think he just wasn't up to the challenge of what they were trying to achieve um i needed another voice i asked bar if he would be interested in doing some additional vocal parts on the album as a guest we sat in a car and i let him listen to the music i already recorded and he liked it and agreed uh he also suggested that he could help me with pressing um only in a small pressing because he had his label at the yeah. time the witching hour um, and i think that's how he got his foot in the yeah, door in 100%. terms of in terms of ownership of let's call it the brand and the yeah. trademark um so uh christoph agreed uh i wanted to release an lp only in a small amount in uh the one in the wooden box so that mm. he had everything down exactly how he wanted it to be yeah um and not to invest too much. Uh, I thought if I sold out, then I could think about what to do next. Uh, the album suddenly was met with such great interest and good reviews. Uh, Liturgia was probably selling well, but I did not see any money from it. So this is Christoph talking. Mm. Um, when I was asking for money, he, being Bart, always had some excuse, fiscal control, bank account busting or late payment from other people. Um, the same happened when his payments for session, uh, when his payments for session musicians for concerts. So in general, what we're getting from Christoph's sort of takedown of Bart is that Bart is a bit of a financial shyster, yeah. so to say. Um, and I hope that's not libelous. But, <laughs> uh, it, it we sounds... just won't tag them in the uh, in the Instagram post yeah, exactly. to this. Just so we'll, 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 tag, to we'll tag Crystal. We'll tag Crystal. Instead. Yeah. Um, so all of that caused a lot of tension between them. Um, Christoph wanted it to be dealt with normally in a formal way. Instead of giving money uh, to him, uh, Bart began to spend it or invest it as his own money. Mm. So Batushka's money yeah. ultimately became witching hour and Bart's money. Um, and this is where it's not metal an unheard gray, of story, is it? Yeah, of, of course. A, of a label. And especially when a member of your band is also your label boss. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there were a lot of problems with the shipment with Batushka's liturgia as well. Uh, he made pre-sales, then he didn't send out the orders. Uh, some people even received, um, according to Christoph, garbage instead of the album. So I don't even know what the hell that was. Um, I would not be surprised if it turned out that no press wanted to press vinyl rec records because he was indebted uh, to all of them. Um, so he had to wait until uh, there were enough pre-orders to pay his debts and make a new order. 
Uh, he even mentioned to me, this is Christoph again talking later, that every press wants payments in advance from him. So right. he's got a bad so, reputation. Yeah. yeah. So people know he's... Not taking sides, <laughs> but it's, he's got a pretty bad, um, pretty bad reputation in the scene, it seems. Yeah. Uh, especially the whole music community if it's if it's an actual uh, printing sorry if it's an actual printing plant that's coming down on you that's that kind of goes beyond just the the metal music scene so um it has evolved from then hasn't it this story yeah well following that there was a youtube video that the derf posted um which is probably one of the saddest. Like I've I've seen some pretty I've seen like blind cats like poking their way around on YouTube videos, and this is sadder than that. <laughs> um, so he just goes on to kind of recount the the beginnings of the band and kind of like state his claim as to why the project belongs to him. Yeah, and kind of almost goes on to say how he was kind of ousted. Uh, out of the band. So eventually this, of course, ended up in court. Uh, there, was, there, was no way, there was no way that this was just going to go down with a friendly handshake over a pint. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure when this originally started. I think it must have been... It was, it was, it was the 18th moved, of April. Yeah, it was um, in April. It was mo- the court was moved in April. Mm. Um, the... Uh, the Bartlett uh, Batushka should cease releasing albums and performing uh, while the case is ongoing. That's quite interesting because everything, obviously, every word matters and accounts to something within a court case. Mm. And apparently, according to this verbatim, is releasing albums, performing whilst the case is ongoing. Going, yeah. Which suggests to me that it might be closed. If nothing else has happened to it, unless Bart's breaking the law, because um, uh, all work that Christoph uh, has shared, uh, uh, sort of, he's he's basically touting it as some sort of victory, isn't he? Well, yeah. So he's he's kind of saying that the the court is ruling in my favour, even though they haven't come to a conclusion. However, and this was what I was just telling you, and I was telling you it's going to be difficult to cover this subject because there's something coming out nearly every week. Yeah. Um, and this from the Bart Camp uh, came out on May 10th, 2019, as uh, position statement on Petushka Band. Uh, I believe it is written by um, Team Bart's solicitors. Uh, so it says, on behalf of uh, Mr. Bart, in relation to the dissemination of information by Mr. Durf uh, regarding the ongoing court trial with our client, uh, we present our commentary on the current state of the proceedings. Uh, Mr. Durf is disseminating information about the decision issued by the regional court of uh, Bilaistok. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Are we just going with that? Yeah. There's Polish people everywhere just fucking raging <laughs> about this right now. Uh, on April, uh, 18th of April 2019. Uh, this is our opinion. Uh, this, in our opinion, is an unlawful behaviour as he does not share a complete view over the decision and its significance uh, and should 
be therefore explained that the invoked resolution is not a judgment over the merits of the case, but it's a decision within the security proceedings uh, in the justification that is being omitted uh, by Mr. Durf. The court explicitly underlined that this decision does not prove not even partially whether the claims of Mr. Durf are justified. Uh, therefore, the court did not declare that Mr. Durf has any rights to the name Batushka. Dissemination of such information causes harm to the band and hinders its current activity. Hence, on behalf of Mr. Bart, we will take all necessary steps, including legal action. One of them will be filing a lawsuit against Mr. Durf. Well, it's going to be Bart, isn't it? It's yeah. going to be the fucking drummer. Uh, it's also worth mentioning that uh, Mr. Durf missed the fact that this decision was issued solely on the basis of his statements and information. As for now, the court has been familiarised with Mr. Durf's version of events only. <clears throat> the overall... Uh, sorry. The overall of the facts in the uh, in this case is yet to be discovered and examined by the court. We're not permitted to share all particular legal conclusions or actions that will soon be taken on behalf of our client. However, we would like to point out that the decision issued by the court referred to Mr. Durf, uh, referred to by Mr. Durf, is binding only in relation between Mr. Bar and Mr. Durf. There are no that sorry that. This isn't written correctly. There <laughs> is sorry. There is no need. Sorry. There is no need for. Cheers. <laughs> there is. There is no need for any change in the agenda of concert organizers or record labels. Mr. Bart takes responsibility for the proper performance of contracts with all of the business partners. I'd love it if they called him Mr. Bart. Mr. Bart. At the at do the Bartman. Um, I feel really sad. Um, about all of this, yeah. Um, because uh, again, this will lead into our conclusive sort of verdict. Because mm. I think it's pretty obvious, at least between you and I, morally, who is Batushka. Yeah, well, yeah. But all of this has now become some nasty, spiteful um, kind of. Oh, what is it? Toxic. I, it's, it's very toxic. It's based. It's based around money. Like yeah. the only reason why Team Bart would succeed in this, they're like the fucking Lannisters. Like they'll they'll <laughs> Ooh, succeed. That's relevant. Yeah. Um this topical satire. <laughs> um the only reason why Team Bart would succeed in this is because Metal Blade are fronting the bill. And Christoph can't do it. And I think we should probably say some choice words about Metal Blade, because I don't think that they're I yeah, don't think they're exactly. innocent in this. I no, know that obviously they were signed previously, uh, well, previous to, to this case. Label, yeah. Uh, well, no, well, yeah. So the band was signed previously to Bart's label, but before all of this shit happened, they were already signed to Metal Blade, so they were already committed. Yeah. Um, I however, don't know. I mean, I'm not sure what Christoph's opinion mm. of signing to, fuck, let's face it, a, a major metal. Yeah. Uh, imprint is. But. but there definitely seems to be a guilty conscience behind this, especially so going on from here, both both parties have released new music, which for one, that's fine. For the other, if we are, if what we're led to believe is binding in yeah. this court proceeding, they're not allowed to do that. 
Uh, I don't know whether that means they're not allowed to do it f- like physical release or whether it's just complete blackout. In or terms allowed of to make money from it. Again, it's probably yeah. down to them making money off of the project that uh, isn't theirs. Yeah, so on, on so I mean, that statement that I read out was May 10th. On May 13th, uh, the DERF released his version of Petushka uh, via his YouTube account um, for the upcoming album yeah. uh, Requiem, although I've heard that it's going by another name now. I might yeah, be incorrect. Yeah, it begins with P. Uh, I've got it here. Actually. So, no, the, the actual name of the track begins with P. Oh, But the right, translation sorry. for that is just song, so it's just song one. Oh, okay. Um, uh, and that will be released um, through... Sferitas is spelled S P H I E R. Right. It's, it's basically all pronunciations are out the window on <laughs> yeah. this episode. It's basically David and Goliath, isn't it? When it comes to a court case, Metal Blade versus yeah. Christoph's label. Yeah. Uh, so if he's looking to succeed, I don't know how he's going to do it, but like in terms of the legality of it, mm. other than handing over hard drives that have early Batushka music on it. Yeah. But even that is, that's too easy. It's so, it's it's so very... easy to uh, fabricate. Yeah. That, and this is, this is the problem. And this is, I guess, where we're leading to mm. is that creative ownership is has a legal binding yeah. to you as an individual but it's probably one of the hardest things in this context so, yeah within a band which is like a democracy mm. to justify and to yeah. prove like who owns the music you and i have both been in bands we're in bands together right now and we've been in many bands in the past and it's always been that democracy where everyone owns the music if even if someone wrote it yeah but money has come into play so much with Batushka that it's completely severed them from any artistic grounding or concept. Mm. And it's just become a money-making project. Yeah. That's, I mean... A tragedy. Yeah. Definitely. If you you really enjoyed their first record, especially because having listened to both their tracks, so that was released on May 13th, and it's so reactionary in terms of what they're doing. So every time someone says something, they bat it back into each other's court. Uh, so on May 15th, uh, Bart's side of Batushka um, released their first single, which was via Metal Blade's YouTube account for their upcoming album. Um, their upcoming album being called uh, Hop Soddy, which I believe is the Slavic word for God. Um, and... It's very clear to see who was who was the creative aspect of the first album. Yeah. Because Durf's are, I know that we are obviously pretty much we've Bias. announced that we're firmly in one of the two's cams. But it has to be said that the Durf is doing far better music. Yeah. He having listened to and they also Bart side released a a music video which seemed very slapped together 
And even the music itself seemed slapped together, which was why I was wondering what this timeline was in terms of when they kicked him out and when how they long they'd been... they trying to write Batushka music, Yeah, because this sounds like, even though even though the Durf alludes to the fact that they've been, they've been at this for some time even before he left, it almost feels like this is the most kind of run-of-the-mill kind of standard sounding black metal with like indications of what their first album sounded like yeah. whereas people Durst... aren't happy either like yeah. um a lot do you know do you know a lot of reddit users have sort of embarked on uh, a metal blade boycott they've um i had a look on their facebook so i mean before we before we move on quickly i was saying that Metal Blade obviously have a guilty conscience about this. Yeah. And it's clear to see in the fact that when you go on to the music video, the comments and the likes are disabled. Yeah. So that is that is causing alarm bells to ring straight away. And I wonder whether that was just something that they do on all of their videos. But I went on a couple of Metal Blade videos and all of them have the comments and, and likes there. Yeah. So they know, like they know something's... I think Bart know, must be yeah. a very charming individual. Yeah. Like he must like snake charm Metal Blade. Unless they've unless they've kind of shat themselves now to the point where they've probably I think oh, they probably invested yeah. money into this band so much that they're like, yeah. we have no choice. That's the thing, it's it's a fucking driver of money. Like the attention that Batushka got. The reason why I think we spent a long time talking about the lineage of Batushka is because it's all relative to today as to mm. like why it's been soured so much yeah. because they were making, I don't know, but I'm sh- I'm sure that Witching Hour were, were making money, specifically yeah. Bart was making money off of the concept of Batushka based around marketing, clever marketing strategies Um which has led through to them being on Metal Blade, who have invested a lot of money in them because they were deemed to be a sure thing yeah. within the metal community and could have been one of... It, one of... I'm, I'm not going to lie. One of, if not the biggest contemporary metal acts known today, purely because of their financial backing and... You fucking they, love they this would have band, been, don't you? They would have been mainstream. Not, yeah. uh, it's not about enjoying it or not. Oh, it's you just can about, lie, it's but just your about, boner can't. It's just about people <laughs> listening to the music that don't regularly listen to black metal. Yeah. They would also be aware of a band called Batushka. Yeah. And I think that would have happened. Perfect monks exactly. in particular. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, ultimately, you know, whilst... Durf retains a creative ownership and can essentially be accredited as the true Batushka. The entire project's legacy is totally void, right? Yeah, what? Uh, like their legacy is fucked. Yeah, there's no coming back from this. Even Christoph's with Batushka. I don't know. I think, well, yeah. This is This is almost to the point where a lot of their fans... A lot of their fans of the the last album, and obviously they're still following what's going on. Yeah, they are siding with with the Durf. Yeah, um, and I know so it's the, it's gossip at the end of the day. And yeah, I know it's a real 
life. It's awkward. Thing. It's but horribly. It just the language that's used. It's yeah. horribly awkward. It's almost being stuck in like a nightclub with yeah. your friend who's arguing with their partner. Yeah. And you just want to leave. Exactly. What well, I mean, exactly. It's social suicide, isn't it? What's yeah. the one what's one of the biggest most suicidal acts that a band can do? It's to show their fans and their audiences that they're interested in that they're humans that are having real life arguments in front of bickering. Yeah. So even though this has gone further than bickering, you know, being so public about their internal affairs while both legally and creatively just, it doesn't tend to reciprocate with your audiences at all. They don't buy into it enough. Mm. They'll come to your defense and they sort of he has the rights Durf has the rights to defend his creation and own it but his defense is morally stronger you know potentially more not financially but sentimentally stronger but this whole drama both delegitimizes and demystifies the mystique of Batushka so they're just simply another band or in this case two bands um, that have permitted greed and money to poison the art. Yeah. And that's, that's that. That is. <laughs> and that's that all is the I hard have to truth. fucking say about it. Yeah, but they, but Metal Blade are fully steaming ahead in terms of what they're planning to release in relation to this new, new Bart Tushka record. Um, so, I mean, I've got a list of everything that they're doing in terms of the in terms of the packaging so it looks like they've got a limited edition digi cd book cd uh a dulux box set which is a wooden box uh digi book cd clear black marble vinyl dvd hardcover book incense box candles pin guitar pick limited to 800 copies uh a dulux box set um which is not too far off. And they've got like a hundred grand, 180 grand black vinyl, which is a EU exclusive. They've got an amber marbled vinyl. They've got a dead gold marbled vinyl. I don't know what the fuck dead gold is. Uh, I guess it's just dark silver. Uh, they've got blood red, black marbled vinyl. They've got clear red, black splatter vinyl. They've got golden black split vinyl. They've got, uh, cream and black splatter vinyl. They've got, black with gold haze vinyl and all of these are all of these are limited to like 500 300 200 100 copies and there's a reason why you would do this and that is the fact is that you don't expect a lot of people to buy it but they're going to buy all copies of them like everyone who really loves this project they're going to buy one person is going to buy eight different versions yeah. of this record. Well, and that's how they're going to that's how they're going to make their money back. I they, mean, I have personal opinions over colored vinyls anyway because I think that it really cheapens an album. I mean, I've been in bands that have had multiple every record colored that you've vinyl. released is, has had a colored. No, one version. of them hasn't actually. I actually they asked if I wanted it colored and I said no. On the on the on the pretense was that, that Shana Sender? Yeah, it was. Yeah. On the pretense that I was like, this is not about 
owning packaging. The press especially considering... like, I don't give a fuck, mate. Just pay <laughs> yeah. Especially considering the fact that the uh, I did the artwork for that album myself, and it is shite. Uh, but that's not what it's about, mate. It's about the music. And the music wasn't much better anyway. So. I'll tell you what's more shite than that, the fact that throughout that whole list, I didn't hear mini-disc once. <laughs> there was no wax cylinder. <laughs> okay. They're really going for it. But, I mean, as you said, there was a boycott, and people have been posting on the Facebook page, and it's all getting very... Everyone's got their asymmetrical haircut, and they want to speak to your manager. Like yeah. the Like the... I'm getting some sternly worded emails from fans to to Metal Blade Records saying, like, as a music fan, I'm writing to express my strong disappointment. It's not anger. It's disappointment. It's like that parental thing. Thank you. uh, With your decision to release the album uh, Hoss Body uh, under the name of Batushka, I'd like to remind you both the music bands and record labels exist on the market thanks to us, the fans who support the artists by legally purchasing the albums and merchandise. Thus, I have the right to speak in this matter. Uh, I'm appalled that a well-respected record label, which you seem to be, took a step against the Polish court's decision, which disavows the album's release. Uh, There are ongoing judicial proceedings against Bart, uh, the documents of which have officially been published by Mr. Durf. Uh, And I'm not going to continue, but the next line does start with, moreover, so you know that they mean fucking business. I'm just thinking about, you know, Metal Blade's new releases mm. at the moment are just they're not up to standard they're not up to par with all these creative and inventive independent labels that are coming out at the moment finding the heat yeah. of heavy metal i mean they've got fucking behemoth fucking a monomath which was a shite record obviously. <laughs> Um, I mean, they've got Primordial and, and like, you know, they've got they've got good stuff on there. I'm not completely defaming Metal Blade. Hey, Metal Blade, if you want to send us some promo, please do. Um, and I've got Visigoth. Cult of Luna. There's, there's stuff. There's cattle de- decapitation, which is shit. Um, Twitching tongues. Oh, f- they are fucking terrible. <laughs> I don't care. Like, do you know what, Metal Blade? Fuck yeah, off. Fuck off. <laughs> Right, so I guess that's all we can say for now, as it stands. Yeah, I'm sure this will probably. I'm sure this will probably come up in a news segment. We don't need to go back over this entire thing. We'll We'll we'll, see. Yeah, we'll see. It might have already happened. Right, so that's uh, that's the end of this uh, week's edition of X and Ferris. Uh, You can find us on multiple platforms now. Uh, We are currently still hosted by SoundCloud, so you can find us at X and Ferris, a heavy metal podcast. You can find us on iTunes, X and Ferris, a heavy metal podcast. You can find us on Facebook, uh, which is X and and Ferris podcast. Podcast. Uh, Instagram, X and Ferris podcast. Podcast. Um, You can now find us on YouTube. The fucking YouTubes. The the tubes. Uh, Just type in... Not if you have all one right. of those, um, what is it, the Hawaii, the, the new phones that just got booted off Oh, Google. Huawei, yeah. Yeah. And if you just type in, um, what is it, Moody Cat, R-O-P, <laughs> we'll come up. Uh, Moody Cat? I don't fucking know his it's name. It's Grumpy Cat, Grumpy you Cat. Fuck. 
Fuck off. Uh, so yeah, we're now available on YouTube. So you can just type in X and Ferris podcast and we should come up. Um, please get in contact as well. We want to argue with you. Um, so you can <laughs> get in contact at X and Ferris podcast at gmail.com. We will read out your comments and we will contest them. Uh, is there anything else that we need to address right now? Any anything more? Please subscribe. Please give us a Give us a five rating. star review. Yeah, please, we and please comment on us. Reviews. We love criticism, especially when it's our own. <laughs> so that's it. That's the yeah. end of another one. Yeah. Uh, see you on the other side.